Welcome to the Retirement Planning Guy podcast, a show designed to help retirees and pre-retirees live an awesome retirement. Your host is Jim Martin, financial advisor and author of the Retirement Playbook. Jim discusses ideas, strategies, and techniques to help you live your ideal retirement. So sit back, turn the volume up, and enjoy the show, because we begin right now. What is your retirement magic number? Boy, oh boy, if you knew the answer to that, imagine how easy retirement planning would be. You would just work or save or invest until you hit that number, and then everything would be gravy after that. Well, that's unfortunately not how it works. My name is Jim Martin. I'm the retirement planning guy, and I am so happy that you're listening to our podcast. Uh, Welcome. Welcome to the Retirement Planning Guy podcast, where we try to break down retirement into very easily digestible episodes where you can act upon them and ultimately have a better outcome. I'm Jim Martin. I'm a financial advisor, and uh, I'm excited to be here with you today. So let's just jump right in. What's my retirement magic number? But before we get started, you know, our attorneys always want you to know that everything that we talk about on here is just for entertainment purposes. I don't know you, and I don't know your specific uh, situation. So before you take any action, please make sure you consult with an attorney, a CPA, or a qualified financial advisor. If you have specific questions, we are happy to answer those, but we will not do so, and we will not give advice during the show. All right, now that that's out of the way, let's talk about that magic number. Look, this is the thing that... um, that sort of drives me a little crazy about the financial services industry. We see commercials and billboards and marketing material all of the time that that just talks about this number that you need to get to before retirement. And while there is a little bit of truth to that, I think at least, I think there's some truth to the fact that, hey, um, there's a number that you should try to reach. It is so different for everyone. There is no cookie cutter approach to this. And why that's so important is because when we think about your retirement, you're unique and you're different and you have different goals, wants, desires, needs than everyone else on the planet. I mean, sure, there's probably somebody out there that's your twin that's pretty close to you around what your life looks like and how much you've saved and what you're going to do. But the reality is, is trying to take some magic number and take that number and and apply that to everyone on the planet who is 65 years old is just buffoonery. Like, you can't do that. That's not a good, um, that's not a good way to do it. So let's walk through in our world, how we recommend people get to that number. And the very first thing we have to do before we figure out how much we need to save, we ultimately have to figure out how much do we need in retirement. That's the real kicker. That's the that's how much income do you need? You know, there's this great line out there. Um, there's no retirement without income. And I actually really believe that. I mean, think about this for a second. If you were to uh, retire tomorrow, even if you've got a big chunk of money, uh, that chunk of money is really good. But what does it really mean? Like, does it mean that you have money that you can retire with? Or does it mean that you have enough? Or are you afraid you're going to run out? Like this magical sum of money doesn't mean very much until you realize 
what does that sum of money ultimately do for you? And that's why we start with number one is how much income are you going to need in retirement? So that's really the first step in trying to determine how much money you should have saved is how much money do you need? And then once you figure out how much money, and here, go ahead and here's a really easy way to do this. Just grab a piece of paper and uh, and just write write a you know a line across the top and just write down uh, need and then write down how much money you're going to need right and then you're going to write another line that says half and the half line is um, the half line is we're going to add up your social security and your pensions and maybe you add in any annuities so if you have any guaranteed annuities that are sending you a check every month then we take that. And we just do some math and we subtract it and we figure out um, how much money do we have so and how much money do we need and is there a gap? So let's just, just for argument's sake, let's imagine you needed $5,000 a month. So, you know, that's $60,000 a year and $60,000 a year is a lot of money, but um, I think most people would agree that that's not living uh, richly, although you might have a rich life. So, I mean, just financially rich. I'm not talking about, you know, you've got your friends and your family and church and everything else. That's that's completely secondary. I'm just talking about from a dollars and cents perspective, what does that ultimately mean to you? So $60,000. So we're not, we're not swinging for the fences here. And then you so you add up you have you need sixty thousand and you add up everything you have and let's imagine that when you add up your social security and your um and your pension that you have I don't know somewhere let's just let's just say four thousand dollars okay so all of a sudden we realize you have a thousand dollar per month gap that you need to address right and then it gets a little bit more complicated beyond that because once we've figured out that you have that gap we also have to account for some some other factors that do exist out there. I don't know if um I don't know if you guys have heard of this thing, but it's called um inflation. <laughs> and inflation's this crazy thing that uh it sort of sneaks up on us. I I I use a, a line a lot of times when I talk to my friends or or our clients we talk about what does inflation what what is it? What does it mean and how does it impact you? And one of them is uh, you know when we when we go to the beach and um I've got a I, I, I've got a beautiful wife and then uh, two boys and I've got a three-year-old and I've got a 13-year-old and that's a whole other story of, of a different podcast where we'll get into. But um, the three-year-old loves to play in the sand and the 13-year-old, he's still young enough where he sort of likes to, you know, like he's he's on that cusp of becoming a man, uh, but he's not quite there yet. So um, he still likes to be a kid a little bit. I hope he doesn't listen. He'll be so mad at me if I'm talking about him. But um, so he'll he'll sit there and help the three year old build sandcastles because he is a good big brother, and we love and, and they're really cool sandcastles, right? Like I mean, I mean they're not pro sandcastles, but you know you give a 13 year old a shovel and a and a pail and some time and uh, they can do something because they're strong enough to move this stuff and committed enough to make it look or not maybe it doesn't look good but it, it's big. And uh, they'll be able to sandcastle. It'll look really awesome. You know, and then we go back down the next morning. So we go up, you know, we, we're at the beach. We build a sandcastle. It's amazing. And we love it. And we, we go up to the up to the room and, uh, you know, go out to dinner and have a good evening. And then the next day we go back to the beach. And guess what happened to that sandcastle? It's no longer there. And the reason it's no longer there is um, called the tide, right? Like the tide – and. and and the tide's not really fast, 
although it's predictable, just like inflation's not fast, generally speaking, but it's fairly predictable, it's slow moving and it'll wash its sand gas away. What we don't want this to do is uh, we don't want inflation to wash away the pillars of our retirement income. We don't want inflation just to wash away our income. Because think about it this way. If you retired today and you had $5,000 a month in income, and you never increase that amount of income, so 10 years later, you still have $5,000 a month of income, guess what, guys? You've taken a pay cut. Uh, I don't know about you. I do not want a pay cut in retirement. Like That just doesn't sound very good. So I don't know anybody who ultimately wants to get a pay cut in retirement. And that's what we're talking about when we think about um, not factoring that in. And here's the other one. I don't know. I, you know, we, we we're through this coronavirus thing, and um, we have these massive stimulus packages, and we're going deeper and deeper and deeper in the debt. I, I mean, oh my gosh, that's so scary when you do the math. It's just frightening. But again, a, uh, maybe we'll talk about that on a on a future episode. But you've got to pay for this stuff somehow, right? Like. Eventually, you have to pay for your debt. Like you just can't accumulate. Now, the government can accumulate lots of debt right now because they're accumulating at such low interest rates. But do you really think for the next thirty years you're going to have interest rates that never go above one? I mean, that just seems crazy to me. And when those interest rates start to pop up to two or three or four or Oh, God forbid, even 5%, which by the way, that's, that used to be fairly normal, I think. Um, think about what's going to happen. How are you going to pay? How are you going to create enough income or revenue, uh, to pay down the debt to, to just, just make your payments? Just to maintain, not even not even to get more debt, but just to maintain. Well, the the government has a couple ways they do that. They either monetize the debt. What that means is they print more money. Um, well, they've done a lot of that, right? So uh, whether that's good or bad, um, that's a whole other discussion. But um, we know they're doing that. Here's the other way you do it. You grow your way out of it. So you, you just get into this like massive population growth. And you add in tons of like new demand and uh, massive economy. And I'm not talking about like the economy pre-COVID. I'm talking like double that. Like you just grow like crazy. When you, when you grow like crazy, what happens is uh, you've got more people working. You've got businesses paying more taxes. And then you just all of a sudden have a surplus. Think back to the Clinton years um, when uh, when we had like this booming uh, economy and what happened around that. Um, and we had a little bit of surplus for a few years. And then um, here's the other uh, here's the other way you do it. Taxes, death and taxes, guys. Uh, that that's what we know is certain. And taxes are probably, if I had to guess, again, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, right? Like, how does anybody know what's going to happen to future tax rates? But if I was a betting man, and I'm not. Um, except for March Madness, which was canceled. I, you know, I do a bracket and have a lot of fun with that. But um, outside of that, look, I, I'm not a betting man, but I'm going to guess that taxes are going to go up. All right. So the reason let's get <laughs> it was a long explanation. I got to go all the way back to the beginning. So what we've done is we've added up how much money do we have, how much money do we need, and then we've got to factor in some other things. 
We have to factor in the cost of 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 rising goods and services, and we have to factor in paying Uncle Sam and what happens if taxes go up. So once we do that, once we've added all that together, then we start to get more zeroed in on what that number looks like, right? Like now we know how much we have and how much we need. Then we can back in to how much money should we save. And that's just a mathematical formula. Now, it's not without – it's <laughs> nothing's without um, questions around it, and this is not without error, but it, nothing's guaranteed around – investments or or anything like that but what you can do is you get as you get this data so you figure out what you have what you need uh then you add up your investments then some magical things happen it can tell you what kind of rate of return you're going to need to get to hit your goals and your rate of return is really important because your rate of return will help you determine if you're taking too much or too little risk. And there's a lot of a lot of variables that can change along this path. So I think some of the most important things you can do is just figure out, again, how do you figure out how much do you need? Now, here's an easy way to do it. And um, people hate budgets, like, right? Like I'm a Dave Ramsey smart vester pro and I'm, I, I sort of buy, I, not sort of, I really buy into his system. But it, I don't know, I really struggle with a budget. Like it's really difficult. Um, but I build in guardrails. So I just say to myself, like, look, Jim, let's, let's focus on some basics here that you can control without, um, like killing, killing who you are and killing for me who I am is having to balance a checkbook every day. Like I like to balance it in a month or in the end of the week, but daily would be hard. So budget's really hard. So what, what I like to do is start with the basics. Like, right. I, I want to have an emergency fund. Obviously, that's really important, and it needs to be three to six months of how much money you spend. So definitely try to have an emergency fund. And then what you ultimately want to do is figure out a percentage that you're going to save. So that's either going to be 10 to 15%. And then just live on the rest, right? Like after you pay off your house and college and all the other good stuff. Um, but that's sort of how I do it. But here's an easy way for you to do it. So let's first off, you, what you do is you take how much do you get paid? Like what, not, not your gross. And gross is what do you get paid before all of the taxes and all the deductions and everything else? But how much do you net out? So every two weeks or every, every other week or however you get paid, how much shows up in your account, in your checking account every two weeks? And then you take that and you times it by 24 or 26. You times it by 24 if you're paid, you know, by, by, or, twice a month, and you times it by 26 if you're paid every two weeks. And then figure out how much of that you're living on, right? Like, so then you look at it and say, look, um, I'm making 100 grand a year, and I have $20,000 saved. Um, yeah, you're living on everything you're making. Like, this is the no judgment zone, by the way. I Like, who cares? It's your money. You do whatever you want with it. But you're living on all of it. So, in that case, you're going to need a really high percentage of what your take home is. But let's imagine I'm sitting down with you or you're doing this on your own. And like, look, you make a hundred grand a year and you get paid, let's say $6,000 a month, right? And you're only spending $3,000 of that. You've got $100,000 in the bank. Uh, yeah, you're you're going to need less income in retirement. So that's how we figure out what our need is. So I would encourage you to be really intellectually honest with yourself. Because here's the thing. A, a lot of times what people do is they way, 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 way underestimate how much money they're going to need to live. Look, I, 
teach their own. Like you know, again, no judgment zone. That's that's part of our uh, our process. <laughs> we don't judge. It's your money. You do whatever you want with it. But when you begin to look at um, where you're spending money, I'll tell you that if you're used to having a lifestyle where you take a trip to Cancun and you take the kids out to dinner once a week and uh, you drive a very nice car and you think you can live on half of what you're taking home and you're not saving any money, you're just fooling yourself because it's going to be a tough road for you because all of a sudden everything who you are is going to have to change. So make sure as you're figuring out how much you need, be really intellectually honest with yourself. And then when you figure out how much you have, remember, you can connect with the Social Security Administration and SSA.gov, so Social Security Administration, SSA.gov, and you can pull up your records and see what your um, what, what your Social Security will be. So I really encourage you to do that. If you have a pension, you know, just reach out to your pension company and get some insight into that. And what all of that will do in a really basic sense, is just give you an idea. Like we're just trying to zero in on the dollars. Again, once you've determined all of that, like once you've done your budget and you really figure out how much you need, then you can figure out what the heck is, how much do you need to save? And again, that's just the math formula. There's lots of great calculators out on the web that you can um, you can use to get that information. Or obviously a financial advisor can help you out with that. But that's really important. Uh, but always take into account the fact there's going to be taxes, right? And inflation potentially that's going to require you to have a rising income. And all that means is that you know, it's nice to have income today, but you're going to need more of it tomorrow. Now, what we've done, and we do this for our listeners, and it'll be out on our, our website, which is retirementplanningguide.com. I know, super uh, original there, right? So it's at retirementplanningguide.com, and we have a, a pretty cool checklist. It's called the Smart Checklist. Have you ever done a challenge? Have you ever seen Facebook and they do these challenges like, oh, you know, I don't know. They do these crazy challenges where you got to drop a bucket of ice water on your head or something like that. Well, we've, we've created our very own challenge just for you. And it's a set of questions for retirement readiness. Remember, there's no cost to do this, but go out to our website and download this retirement readiness checklist. And that checklist is pretty awesome because it's going to help you understand if you're on the right track to hit your retirement goals. And if you go through and you do the checklist, you'll discover maybe some gaps that you have. And then um, you can help fill those gaps because look, nobody's plan is perfect. The whole conceptual idea here is that we're not trying to strive for perfection because we'll never hit that. We're just trying to strive to be excellent, right? Like that's really the goal. We just want to be great at what we do. And we we ultimately don't want to screw this up because golly, you've worked your whole life for this money. And uh, the idea of retiring and not being able to do the things you want to do or potentially run out of money, that's just not fun. Like the thought of that is awful. So go out and download that checklist. I think that would help you out. Um, there's also, we have a blog out there that uh, I think is pretty pretty useful as well. Uh, on our website, uh, you can sign up for our newsletter. It's uh, A lot of people really enjoy that as well. Uh, one thing we would ask, uh, if you enjoy the podcast, leave us a review on uh, on iTunes. Uh, we really appreciate uh, getting reviews from folks. And if you have any questions, always feel free to shoot those. Hey, thanks for listening to uh, the very first episode of the Retirement Planning Guy podcast. I sincerely appreciate it. Many more to come. Have a great day and a happy retirement. 
We appreciate you joining us today for this episode of the Retirement Planning Guy podcast. Be sure to visit retirementplanningguy.com to access additional information, including our free retirement planning kit to help you live an awesome retirement. Take the first step to living the life you've always imagined with the Retirement Planning Guy. Opinions voiced in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives. Information provided is not intended as tax or legal advice. You are encouraged to seek tax or legal advice from an independent professional. We are not affiliated with Social Security or any governmental agency. New River Financial Group LLC is a registered investment advisor offering advisory services in the state of Virginia and other jurisdictions where exempted. New River Financial Group LLC doing business as Martin Wealth Solutions. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining value.